Being a Better Man, episode 143. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. In the summer of my 15th year, I was always on the lookout for ways to make money. Most of these methods included doing odd jobs on other people's places, like mowing lawns, weeding gardens, splitting firewood, and stuff like that. But out in the rural farming community I lived in, there was also another way. Helping farmers bring in their hay. I could always count on hay season to make some extra cash. For those unfamiliar with how it works, the farmers would cut their hay, and after it was raked into big rows, another machine would drive over it, and it would turn the cut hay into square bales that could be easily stacked in the barn. The bales would be scattered randomly all over the fields, so it had to be gathered up, brought into the barn, and stacked. It was hard work. It almost always happened during hot weather. The bales ranged in weight from 50 pounds to 125 pounds, depending on the farmer who made them. I had been working in the hay field since I was about 13. I was strong for my age, and I had developed the right leverage that allowed me to throw the bales up over my head, which made me valuable when it came to stacking. I had worked for several different farmers in the area. Some paid better than others, but the farmers' wives would always prepare a wonderful lunch that rivaled a Thanksgiving dinner, and after all the hay was in, everybody would sit down to eat. That was the ritual. A friend who was a bit older than me told me about a farmer I had never worked for, who needed help with his hay. I didn't drive yet, so I rode with my friend out to the farm of Ernie Morgan. Ernie Morgan was a very unique man. He was a big man, tall and strong. His skin looked like wrinkled leather from all his years out in the sun. He was friendly, but also gruff and blunt, very to the point. He didn't mince words at all, and I appreciated that because you always knew exactly where you stood with Ernie. Another remarkable thing about Ernie was that he was 70 years old. I knew this because he was proud of the fact He liked telling people how old he was and then watched them marvel at his healthy, youthful demeanor. While we were waiting for others to arrive, he showed us around his farm. It was a well-kept place, and he took us into a barn where he presented his pride and joy. A 1956 Thunderbird convertible in mint condition. It had less than 10,000 miles on it. It was beautiful. It looked brand new for a car that was already 21 years old. He said he only drove it to funerals and weddings. When the other workers arrived, we got ready to start working, and that's when I discovered that Ernie had the biggest, heaviest bales in the county. We were bringing in oat hay, and the bales weighed about 125 pounds, more than half of my weight at the time. 
We started work by 8 o'clock when it was still relatively cool, but by noon it was already approaching 90 degrees. It was a hot one. I was covered in sweat, and all the blowing hay shaft was sticking to me. Grass seeds and itchy little bits of hay were clinging to every part of me, under my shirt and even under my pants, along with all the dust and dirt. The bells became heavier and heavier as the day went on. We were stacking them on a trailer twelve high, and after a while, instead of throwing the bells, we were rolling them because we were just getting too tired to lift them anymore. The whole while, this seventy-year-old man was working right along beside us, just as hard as us. He inspired everyone to keep working hard and keep doing their best, because if he could do it, certainly we could. Occasionally, Ernie's wife would drive the pickup out to the field for a water break. We would find some shade and renew our strength with a cool glass of water, made extra special by a slice of lemon in the glass. On one load, we had stacked the trailer very high, and we were heading to the barn with it. It was an unstable load, and we became concerned that it would fall and we'd have to restack it. I got the bright idea and volunteered to go up on top of the stack and lay on it spread eagle while hooking my fingers into the twines of the bales and try to keep the stack together with my body. It turned out to be a stupid idea. A wheel ran over a tree root and the whole thing started falling apart, which almost tore me in half because I was hanging on. I was falling through the air with all the bales of hay, but miraculously, I landed in a sitting position on a bale and none of the others fell on me, so we just restacked the trailer and kept going. The sun was still in the sky when we finished, but the air had taken on a pleasant coolness. We all went to the house and washed up in preparation for the grand meal. Without a doubt, it had been the hardest day of work I had ever endured up to that point. Ernie's wife had prepared several long tables outside, complete with tablecloths and napkins, We all sat down to eat together. Ernie was in a very good mood, no doubt happy that all of his hay was in and the job was complete. I was the youngest person there at 15. Most of the workers were grown men, but I had definitely earned my keep for the day. Ernie started passing out cold beers to all the men, and he did something I'll never forget. He came to me and put one of those ice-cold beers down right in front of me. I looked up at him quizzically. Being underage, no adult had ever offered me a beer. The only beers I ever drank were ones that my friends and I would occasionally sneak. I thought Ernie might be testing me. I said, Ernie, I'm only 15. Ernie looked at me for a minute, grinning. Then he laughed and waved his hand dismissively in the air, and he said, You could have fooled me. On my place, if you work like a man, you get treated like a man. That's my rules, and you earned every drop of that beer today, son. It was only the one beer, but it meant so much to me. It was the first time in my life I had been regarded as a man, as an equal among other men, and I loved the way it felt. I went on to work for Ernie on several other occasions before I left home. But I'll always remember that first time, when I was 15, the day I was treated like a man. Well, that's the end of the story. I learned a lot of things from this story and from Ernie, 
But one great thing I learned is how important the role of example is. I've gone through my life looking for ways to pay it forward, to provide that same gift Ernie gave me to some other young boy who deserves it. I've found a few of those occasions, and it always feels great. Ernie wasn't my dad or a relative. He was just a farmer I met and worked for him. But in the brief time I spent with him, he was an exemplary example for me of what manhood is. The way he worked, the way he lived, his vitality and zest for life, and the way he found joy in simple things. Ernie was an example when I happened to be watching. And that's why I always say how important it is that we all be examples of manhood everywhere we go. Because we never know who is watching us. Now head out into the world and be that example. Be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.